special LA edition brought to you by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Now, Northwest is celebrating game day and thanking Commanders fans with a $400 cash bonus when you open your first ever checking account. Now, this is a limited time offer, so do not wait. Visit NorthwestNWFCU.org slash Washington to find out how you can save on this cash bonus. And remember, stop searching and go Northwest. Commanders family, Brian Cole Jr. here with us. Santana Mars. Brian Hold on, hold on. I got to get with the crew. All right, let's see here. There we go. Because we are in LA. Yeah, we are get with the crew. We get with the crew. We are in Baja Sharkies in Hermosa Beach. You can't catch the vibes when we are here at the Commanders Fan Rally. Before we get started, B-Mitch, what are we doing here? What did y'all do here today? Well, we came here today. We had a lot of fans. I'm talking about the most we've seen since we've been here all year. And got here. We were downstairs thinking we were supposed to be downstairs. Couldn't move. And they said, well, you're upstairs. I'm thinking, like, upstairs? You mean you got people upstairs too? <laughs> and we've just been out here hanging out with the fans, talking to them. They talked to Tanner and I about what they've experienced with us, what uh -huh. they appreciate. And also we had a chance to tell them. Pops over here, yes, been sir. around for 60 years as a fan. Yeah. 60 years yes, as a fan. Yes, yes. So you know, I had a so, chance to sit there so and listen to all that. It was cool. I really want to tell y'all the truth, but when we walked in downstairs the day earlier, yeah. I could have sworn B. Mitch ran a plant back, and I went for 102 touchdowns. That's how they treated us. I oh, mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, man. Um, you know, we have these rallies often on the road, but, you know, that's one of the things I love about this fan base because not only do they travel, man, they show you the same love regardless of yeah. the outcome, and that's why I, I, I truly want to see us become winners. Yeah, yeah. Give them a gift back. You know, you yeah, yeah. Fans back for how much they support us. Man, the fans show so much love. And during this show, really, this is all about y'all. So what we want you to do is when you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or X, leave your questions for these gentlemen right here. They will be answered as long as you put hashtag left Hand yep. up. And Hashtag up. left hand up, and my producer Maddie will be sending me all of your guys' questions, and we will take them live on air as we do this show here at the Commanders Rally. Now, fellas, like we always do, we start off with LA memories, right? Yeah. B Mitch, I'm gonna start with you. All right. What comes to mind when you think about LA? Well, when I think about LA, <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Severe was my special teams coach. He left and he became the special teams coach of the Rams. We are now playing them. And Wayne had told them how to come at me. I told Wayne, I'm going to score on you. He said, you don't be doing no diving from the three-yard line. I said, I promise you I will. Go check the stats. Go check them. Los Angeles Rams, I broke one, and I got to the third yard, the, the three-yard line, and went airborne. Yeah. You got it there? Hell yeah. <laughs> I wanted to show him what I got. Now, what's crazy is I'm surprised by this. Santana told me he's never played in LA. But you know what? You got other LA times. Because, brother, before you was the superstar football player, you was an actor. You were a thespian. Talk about that in your acting chops. Yeah, and I won't say I was an actor. I think when you was as young as I was doing some of the things I was doing, I was into drama. I was doing a lot of plays coming up, you know, in elementary and middle school. And then I remember my mom telling me, you're starting to smell yourself. Because ah. I, 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 I darn sure was smelling myself. And I knew I didn't want to do that no more because I wanted to play football. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and it was crazy because I got, um, I was accepted at the School of Arts and down in Miami called Dash, Dash School of Arts. And with me being accepted in, to go to Dash for high school, I automatically would have had a free ride 
to, to college. Mm. So, you know how parents think, yeah. like, look, we ain't got to win paper. Parents, like, I got to raise, save that money. Take advantage of this. <laughs> and I remember saying, no, nah, I'm going to play football. And I, I don't know how she worded it, but basically on you. And, <laughs> and I, I guess I can say that, hey, I, it, it, it all panned out well. You know what I mean? You had a business, dog. You had a business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we appreciate you for believing in yourself. Tan, I'm going to start with you because let's get into yeah. this Rams conversation. Remember, if you got questions for these gentlemen right here, hashtag left hand up in the comments, all right? But until then, let's get into this right now because you actually have ties with the Rams. We talked about this on Command Center. Coach Sean McVay. Oh, they, they busted the music out here, man. They having yeah. a good time. Hopefully, y'all can hear us. We're going to power through. Sean McVay yeah. used to be a coach out in Washington. Talk about Sean McVay and your experience with him. Well, I love Sean. Sean was a guy uh, very innovative. <laughs> uh, you knew that he was going to be where he's at, you know, sooner or later. Uh, I remember when I first got a chance to really work with Sean. He was so young. I think he was 24 years old. And being that I was much older, veteran at that time, very seasoned veteran, I was probably in my probably in my early 30s. And Sean was a uh, an assistant receiver coach. And I remember being in the meeting. Um, we had Keenan McCardell. It was Keenan McCardell first year coaching us as a receiver coach, a head receiver coach. My homie. I had just played with Keenan a couple of years prior. To that. <laughs> uh, and we was in a meeting, and you can tell we all learned this new offense that they're trying to you know teach us together but Sean knew it and he would say things in the back of the meeting I would hear and being the guy who I was one day he said something and I'm like hold on hey Keenan can I um you know I'll cut you off for a moment I'm like Sean can you speak up and say what you said and he was hes very hesitant wow. but he said it and when he said it I'm like yeah man because I'm like Sean you need to give us that because you know it and even Keenan's doing this so I'm sure Keenan doesn't have a problem with you teaching with him whatever you know and uh, I remember we left that meeting and Sean looked and he came to me and said, hey, boy, man, you don't know that did for me. Uh, you, just, you just took a lot oh, of pressure yeah. off me. And Hell like, yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I care less how old you are. I care less what your role is. I'm trying to learn this. You know it. Teach it to me. And from yeah. there on, man, we had a great relationship. So I'm happy to see him being, you know, having the success he had. Won a Super Bowl out of all those guys who left here. Yeah, yeah. And he just won those guys, man. You got you, you can't do nothing but love him, man. He's, he's a lovable guy. And... Showing that same kind of energy as a coach. Yeah, and an excellent, excellent coach. And Hell yeah, he is. We talk a lot about these Sam Howell like trials through his first year mm -hmm. as a starter. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Sean McVay is very much in that elf where it's a tough guy to play against. What do you expect to see from a Sean McVay defense and offense? Well, see, the thing about it, I think Sean, uh, his thing is about the offense. I think our defense needs to worry about that. <laughs> but we already know they're led by AD, yeah. Aaron Donald. Yes. So we got to be focused on him. And I think the ultimate thing is for Sam, just like everybody on that offense, the offensive lineman, he know where he's at. The running back, he know where he's coming from. And Sam needs to always know where Aaron Donald's coming from because that's yeah. where, if you got to give yourself a chance to say, okay, left side is going to be, I need to have the ball going in 1.8 seconds. In the middle, I can watch him. I can maybe be able to figure it out. Right side, maybe 2.5. You need to know Aaron Donald's over there. Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing because he can – this guy doesn't just disrupt your running game. He disrupts your passing game, your running game, and make you second-guess yourself. Yep. So they're going to have to worry about him. And for Sam, you know, what we said, I saw Sam twice. Uh, last night I saw him, I was checking in, I saw him earlier today. I just told him, I said, hey, man, just keep growing, keep learning. Because this is the thing about that. Young people make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Hell, veteran players make mistakes against yep. the great ones. But what has to happen is, 
every game you got to show your improvement mm -hmm. and learn stuff. Yeah. And they say a lot about him learning from mistakes. I've seen some things where he does that tremendously. Yeah. But there's those other things sometimes where he makes a mistake, then he wants to try to make it all up. Yeah, you can't get yeah. And can't, when you, you try to make press. it all up, yeah. now you're, you're starting to snowball. Yeah, can't So press. what he needs to do is just realize, Make a mistake, it's forgotten. Yeah. Be Fred Smoot. Yeah, exactly. Reggie, be for a touchdown, hey. what he does the next play? Talk trash to you. Yeah. He just yeah. brushes it off. Yeah. Short -term he has to brush it off and realize the next play. My mindset is to get the hands to my playmakers. If I do that, I'll be okay. Everybody say what they want about Brock Purdy. That dude has shown. Yes. By doing that, you can, you can become damn near great. And then the whole Tommy DeVito, yeah. what is he doing? Yeah. Out of his hands quickly. That's all I ask for. Because that shows a level of understanding your offense and football like you. Yeah, something that um, you know I heard EB talk about earlier this week um, when he he's always on the 106.7 fan um, B Mitchell Finley show, and I was listening to him right before I went to go work out. I believe it's Friday. Checks in the mail, Tanner. And um, uh, <laughs> checks in the mail. <laughs> I believe it was Friday, um, and I heard him talk. And he talked about. You know, they asked him the same question about what he want to see from Sam, and he just continued to grow to, you know, um, show show progression. And he was like, look, you know, at the end of the day, and, you know, we talk to Smooth all the time. He, he says this all the time, and I laugh when he says it because, but I kind of changed the words up to how you do it. Everybody wants something done so fast. They want, like, they want to be able to put it in the microwave and say, okay, it's done in three minutes. But that's, that's not football, you know? I mean, B. Mitch have a thing where he said he want to see a guy in, in a four-game span, five-game span. But honestly, you want to see a guy throughout the whole year, especially yeah. a new guy. You know what I mean? And then when you look at everything that he's dealing with, we're so easy, we're so eager to praise a guy when he has a good, couple of good plays and then throw the guy away in the trash when yeah. he's not playing as well. We don't have no middle ground. You have to understand with time, everything would change. It's going to be some highs, it's going to be some lows. Yeah. You have to stay neutral because at the end of the day, once he become that player that he can make everything seem neutral, well, it's automatic that he's not having too many highs or too many lows, but it's just consistent play, then we'll have our guy. And I think we have him. I think he's, he's, he's a guy that's very yeah. capable. And regardless of what we do next year as far as draft and all that stuff, he's still a guy that you want to have and grow with because if we got to blow this thing up and bring in new offense, new blockers, all that, it's going to be the same thing all yeah. over again. Yeah. Yeah. So just get a guy time. But the most I want to see him just continue to grow and not press. When he's in those situations where he mess up, hey, it's life. It's football. Yeah. Football is the same thing when it comes to life. Some of the things that we, we experience, mm -hmm. just deal with it. But yeah. understand now it don't mean press. It means now slow down even more yeah. and be mindful. Or when it comes to what he does, speed up a little bit, knowing that if you're getting sacked a lot, hey, I'm going to get this ball out. Even if you ain't ready, if you might check down, you yeah. better turn around because I'm throwing it to you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Stick it to him. And, and to be Mrs. Point, Tanner, Aaron Donald's going to be a big part of that test yeah. for Sam Howell. And that actually leads us to our first left-hand up question given to us by producer Maddie Benton. Is Aaron Donald the best defensive lineman ever? Are y'all ready to put that on Aaron Donald? It's for both of y'all right now. I'm yeah. going to start with Tanner. For well, me, no. Yeah, I, you know, it's hard for me to say ever because I got I like guys like LT, which yep. he was an outside linebacker, but you could say he put his hand in the dirt, so at times he was D-lineman. Or I can go to the big, you know, to the um, the guy uh, played in Green Bay. Uh, I can't think of his name uh, right you now. Know, the Reverend. The Reverend. In Philadelphia exactly. I, that's where I would go. Yeah, he, he to me. Reggie White's a great Reggie White, there you go. Ever. I haven't Interior, seen. Interior, yeah. 
I haven't seen guys dog. do it like him in a while. So, but inside and outside, Reggie White could have played. So yeah. I can't say ever, but for right now, what we doing right now, yes. He's the yeah. best in the league yeah. right now. Aaron he's the Dollar best is that the we best need to be concerned about. Yeah. For sure. I because mean, Reggie White, God bless his soul, is no longer here. Yeah. I had to have uh I was in sweats at night getting ready for a game to play against him. The guy takes a, a 300 pound man and clubs him and he he goes airborne. He goes to de-tackle, the end, and he does the same thing over and yeah. over. He did it in the NFC East. He went over to Green Bay and did it. I was concerned about him. Aaron Dotto, on the other hand, everyone say he's small. He's 6'2 by 295. But he probably can run about a 4'6, 4'7. Oh, yeah, for sure. Reggie White was 6'6, 315. Mm. He ran 4'6. Wow. Aaron Dotto will stop your run. He'll stop your pass. He'll go outside. He'll go inside. He'll spin on you. Aaron Dotto has everything that you need to be an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that's a good one somebody too. just yelled Dexter Manley, and that is exactly what Aaron Donald yeah. is. Yes, yes. The guy that is not ultimately the, the prototypical size, yeah. but he made plays time and time and time again. And Beamish, when you're going up against a powerhouse like Aaron Donald, we have an offensive line that's some new pieces in there, some yeah. young guys. It's a big test for them. Sam Howell is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL, on pace to be the most sacked ever. Yeah. What does the offensive line got to do to fight this Rams front? Fight. That's what you have to do. You have to go and see. I've been in games, Tanner's been in games, where someone told us, that guy there is unbelievable. Nobody can beat him. But you know what we thought? I'm going to beat his ass today. Yeah. Good up. And, and, and whether it's Leno, left left guard, Chris. Sadiq playing this week. Sadiq Charles yeah. back. You have to believe that I'm going to show people today I'm good enough to play against Aaron Donald. They're going to be running backs. If you don't have no immediate uh, uh, route, stay in and chip. Tight end, do the same thing. People like Aaron Donald, you got to make them play physical games where you're hitting them from spots they don't expect. And when you do something like that, we can see. You know, he's good. But hell, last time I checked, if he gets cut, he bleeds, right? Yeah. He's a human being. Let's figure it out. And, B and Tanner, B-Mitch mentioned the running backs. So let's not let's not hide the lead right here. Brian Robinson yesterday was announced he will not be playing. Uh -huh. That is a big hit for us. Brian Robinson Jr., a big running back. How do we recover from losing Brian Robinson Jr.? I mean, we have guys in the stable that's ready. I think AG is just his game. AG, perfect time for him to say, guess what, man, don't forget about me. We've seen him have his you know spurts here and there throughout the year when he got his chances. But now he's probably the lead guy. Or Rodriguez, you know, who, who knows? I think when you want to combine both of those guys, we can win the game with both of those guys' skill set. AG out the backfield catching the ball or running between the tackles, but Rodriguez averaging three, four, five yards every time he touches the yeah. ball. So I think we have guys that's capable. Yeah. But although we will miss B-Rob, but those two guys, I'm pretty sure that tonight, they ain't going to sleep well because they ready. Yeah. You know, normally when you get a chance to start and say, okay, especially a guy like AG who's shown us before he can be that guy, the job got taken away from him. And now he's getting that opportunity again. This is the this is the time that you say to the coaching staff, if you ain't gonna do nothing with it, somebody else will. See, the thing about it is this: where AG, people have had ups and down feelings about him. Yeah. This is a game you can solidify some of that. Maybe yeah. we'll think more about you in a positive way. Chris Rodriguez, 
we've praised him, and then he gets in the game, he has a couple fumbles, but yeah. he's shown. When he gets in the game, he has five, six yeah, yards a carry. He's a bulldozer. Sometimes you get your chance. And I think this is the thing about athletes. The guy's my teammate, he's hurt. I get an opportunity. My first thought is like, man, you know, he's hurt. I'm just going to be here for him. Your thought has to be he's hurt. Yeah. I'm going to show them this is my job. Yeah. Okay? I got my opportunity in the body bag game. Two people I was backing up got hurt. You know what my mindset was? They ain't playing no more. <laughs> and, and when I got my opportunity, I, I tried to succeed with it on top of playing quarterback in the game. Yeah. yeah. So what you have, listen, man, this is not hard feelings. Guys understand, in the NFL, you don't get great opportunities all the time. You don't get many opportunities. Yeah. But when you get one, you got to da- make damn sure that the coach understands this kid needs time. Or somebody from another team say, yep. if they make him available, I'm taking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, fellas, man, great, great analysis. But I think it's time for another left hand up. If y'all cool with that? Yeah, I let's got get a really it. good question. So good, I got to take my glasses off to read it. All right, this says, what separates great players from others? Since everyone can lift weights, practice techniques, and watch game field 10, I'm going to start with you. What separates great players from others? The ones that do it every time they're out there. You know, it, it's, it's, it's something that I, I, you know, I often ask that question to myself. You know, when you're when you're a player in this league and or any league or any level, when you're trying to be you're trying to be elite, you're trying to be the person that that the coaches always count on, or you're trying to be that guy that when we get in the uh, we get the rundown for the week and your name is up there yeah. on the opposing team's radar saying that this is the guy we got to stop because you're consistently going out there and putting it and showing this is what you do. Yeah. Um, Great players are going to have bad games too, but that, at the same time, that guy eats, sleep, and you know what else, football or whatever his job is. You understand? And it's not a time when when we're not practicing or when we're not on the, on the clock, that guy's still putting in that work, whether it's in the studying, studying on, you know, at home or in the film room or getting that extra work on the field. To me, I think that's what separates a lot of those guys. That's what separates the – you know, the prime time and, uh, you know, the, the Jerry Rices and uh, uh, yeah. the Walter Paytons. Yeah. Those guys, I mean, we, we heard the stories. But also without just hearing the stories, when you watch the plays, their highlights looked like it, every week it was a highlight yeah. because they put up the same performances. So, to me, that's what separates the guys when we want to say great and just average or good players. Yeah. I think you mentioned two people, Walter Payton and Jerry Rice. Yeah. Guys that everyone will tell you work harder in the offseason that they did during the regular season. The great ones are those that make the routine routine and make the accept make the difficult look routine. Look routine, yeah. yep. Because they are consistent in what they do. They don't wait until Sunday to try to win the game. Mm-hmm. Coach Gibbs, you play with Coach. Coach Gibbs say, we win football games in the offseason. Yeah. So when, when I am working out, I'm just getting ready to get started, and Tanner about to go to the Beyonce concert, you know, no, I'm not gonna say Tanner. I'm saying <laughs> Smooth about to go to the to the Beyonce concert. Yeah, let's put Smooth out there. Let's Tanner throw, and I, gonna, gonna throw Smooth on the bus. We gonna work out. Yeah. We got some studying to do. Meet you at the after party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are the guys that put the work in when everybody else is now trying to chill. Yeah. And when when they get on the football field, they also like I, I play with Matt Millen. Matt Millen was the slowest linebacker I ever seen in my life but he made more tackles than anybody I ever saw in my life. Because 
that dude knew off the bat. He knew that whenever they line up in this, they're running this play. He was ahead of the play. Yeah. So he, he, he studied. He knew his thing. Too many football players think that their job is to walk around and sign autographs and be an athlete. Your job is to be a damn football player. Yeah. And if you're putting more time into your extracurricular activities yeah. than you are your job, you are not going to be a great one. That's the, that's, the, that's the difference. The great ones put all of their stuff into what they know they have to do. And Commander's family, if there's two people that'll tell you how to be great, it's these gentlemen right here. Great, excellent question from our fans. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or X, leave a comment with hashtag left hand up to have your questions, responses answered by these legends right here. <laughs> now, speaking of Washington legends, it's been a while since we've done this Saturday Night Special. It's been so long, actually, since we've done the last one, our colleague and friend, London Fletcher, was named as a semifinalist yeah. for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I think it's worth us mentioning yeah, and giving that some love right and now. And think about that. And highlighting yeah. that for a yeah. second. Yeah. While we talk about greatness because you are somebody that's also going to be headed to the Hall of Fame that one day. How cool is it to see London Fletcher it, getting that recognition? It's very cool and, and I think it, what makes it very special, London came from a small school that you don't look at as a football powerhouse. London is undersized yeah. for a, a middle linebacker. But London is not going to be outworked by anybody. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. When you see a guy like London that has all these accolades coming to him, you have to go where, where he started from. See, I always tell people, when, if somebody bring me a Ferrari, I don't care what car you bring, I'm going to probably beat you. But if I show up in a Volkswagen Beetle and I beat your Ferrari, that means my Ferrari was garbage. Yeah. And, and that Volkswagen Beetle is exceptional. Yeah. London came into the league, people expected him to be a Volkswagen Beetle. He destroyed Ferraris. He destroyed Lamborghinis. Bad man. And you have to give him his credit. Have to give him his credit. Tanner, go ahead and show your boy some love. I mean, look, man, I can't say much more than what I've said. Yeah. I think, you know, when you when you think about this guy, career, his journey to get to where he got, um, I have a I, I get more out of I get a kick out of seeing him throughout the week and just picking his brain. Yeah. You know, because when we played, both of us was tunnel vision. Like London was on a podcast I was doing on my own some years ago, and he was like, man, Tanner. He broke something down. I said, Tan, I watched you every week, every day of the week. Wow. Get, you know, get ready for practice. You had the same routine. You put your back plastics on, you get your ankles straight, and you hit that door and you don't look back. And he said, bro, like, I knew then you the guy I can go to work with. Because we didn't, me and London didn't talk during games or during the week. Like, time by, it was like, because that's how you are with a lot of your right, players. Right. But just to get to the person who he is, beyond the person he is, the player he was, the numbers speak for itself. There's guys that London just... I mean, clowning when it comes to his numbers. Yes. So yes. why not him? I think he's deserving. I, you know, I understand the market that we was in. You know, a lot of folks, we talk about this all the time. It was hard for us to get Pro Bowls because we wasn't winning games. Yeah. And rightfully so. But if it's an individual award, then give him that individual award because what he was able to accomplish, even in the midst of being on a team that wasn't winning or wasn't successful. So uh, my hat's off to him. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but hopefully soon. You know what I mean? And right now he's a semifinalist, so let's hope and pray that he gets in there this year. Definitely a brother that deserves it now. You know, I didn't play football. I can't talk on that. 
like y'all can. However, I work with London Fletcher regularly, and the way he prepares for shows, for his radio shows, for podcasts, for things of that nature. London is a consummate professional, and I can't wait to see him oh, yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Thank y'all so much for y'all questions. Now let's get into a little bit of our defense, right? Yeah. Because we have a big quarterback we're going up against, Matthew Stafford. Ooh, Lord, Started off man. a little slow this year, but man, lately has been going crazy. Yes. Hannah, what do you expect to see from Matthew Stafford, and how can we slow him down? Man, well, first of all, I hope I, hope, I hope I don't expect to see what I saw the last three weeks. Oh, man. I think he's what? He threw, he threw 10 touchdowns in the last three weeks, um, three 300 plus yards in the last three weeks. Uh, in the last four weeks, they three and one. Matthew Stafford, since week 11, since he's been back, things have been hot for these guys. Yeah. Uh, he's picking apart any defense that he's getting head up. And it's something that we talked about on the command center, just talking about how. I guess you can say people don't give him enough credit. You know, he played in Detroit. That market sucked. You, know, you say he had the Megatron. He also had the other kid that I, I was talking about uh, that, that I like the most. He's a little shorter guy. But Matthew Stafford is a baller. He's a baller, yeah. and that's why this offense is humming the way it's humming. I think defensively, man, we have our work cut out. Um, now, do we have enough guys to go out there and compete? Yes, we do. But I think, you know, one of the things to me, it's all about a mindset. You know, people get people get caught up in the X's and O's about football and say, well, because they're doing this, then it gives us no chance. No, we all professionals. Yeah. Any given Sunday, any given Thursday, any given Monday, we somebody can lose. So you have to have the mindset. Just like when the Giants beat us at home that last game, it was no no way you was going to tell me the beat was going to come in there and beat us. And, yeah. and it was their mindset. You can watch it from the first quarter to the last. They went out there and took advantage of every opportunity we gave. So you have a team that's 3-1 and one in the last four games. You have a team in us 0-4 in the last four games. It's about our mindset. It's about our approach. Defensively, we got Ron now calling the shots. This is his second time out. And he had a couple of weeks now yeah. to get all the things, whatever he did the first time out, to kind of get them to jail together now to make us have a better performance than we had against the Dolphins. If you really look at that Dolphins game, to be critical, yes, they gave up a lot of big plays, but they also played better than they have played the entire year when you really break things down. I think a couple of key splash plays here and there was, was kind of, yeah. you know, what mm -hmm. handicapped us in that game. But I think this game, this week, we have to – be mindful of the explosives. That's 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 week in and week out. I mean, that's that's been our Achilles heel. The explosive plays. Every team has gotten a chance to get the explosives. Be mindful of the explosives. Make sure we can slow their run the game down because when you have a team that is balanced as this offense, they come in very balanced. Their mm -hmm. running back is averaging almost about what five yards to carry. Yeah, right at he's, five. He, he's almost close to what? Kyron uh, Williams. I, I think Kyron he's almost Williams. close to like 151 yards. yards, seven he got, yards he got 10 plus touchdowns this year. He's been on fire as well. When you add that to what Matthew Stafford can do with those guys on the outside, Cup and your boy Puka. Puka Nakua. It, it can get ugly. It can get, it can yeah. get ugly. I'm saying that right now. It can get ugly. But I think you had to keep all those guys in front of you. Just be, be that bend but not break. But more than anything, we have to get some turnovers, man. man. And that's something that these guys don't do a lot of. They don't turn the ball over. But we have to. You know, you see so many teams that say, I'm waiting on the turnover. No, it's teams out there that's forcing turnovers. Yeah. You got a guy, you tackling a guy, go out to the ball, strip the ball, do whatever you can. You have to be a difference maker on the defense to be special. So I need to see some of that this weekend because that's the only way I think we're going to have a chance to win this game. I, I think we, we look at Matthew Stafford. We look at Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. Kyron Williams, their yards and stuff got better because of one thing. Their whole line has started playing better. Yeah. Their line has been more consistent. Mm -hmm. Our strong suit is supposed to be our D-line. 
especially the two guys in the middle. They have to play better games. On top of it, our secondary, one thing I know about Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, they do the same things every play. Yeah. They run routes precisely, exactly how they're supposed to. And if you mess up at all, they're going to make you pay for it. So we cannot have mental mistakes in the secondary. That's one thing. And we have to put pressure on Matthew. If you don't pressure NFL quarterback, I don't care if they're Tommy DeVito, Brock Purdy, you can give me Aaron Rodgers. If you don't pressure them, they will pick you apart as if you're in seven on seven. So we can't play a seven on seven game. We gotta play 11 on 11 game. Yep. Make sure everybody has a way. And we also lost Jamin Davis, which means now yeah. the tight end becomes a problem. So what linebacker is gonna step up? The way you solidify and solve all that, get pressure on the quarterback. Yep. Up front, be, win your battles, point blank. And Beeman, you mentioned the loss of Jamin Davis. Well, we are getting back Emmanuel Forrest Jr. You mentioned those receivers for the Rams. How helpful is it to get Emmanuel Forrest back and get him back out there getting those reps? Emmanuel seems to have issues with guys that are physically just, that, that physically bigger than he is. I don't think, well, Cooper is bigger. Well, everybody's bigger than Emmanuel on the, field, on the offense <laughs> when they're on the field. But they're not those physical guys. They are. They will route you to death. Yeah. They will be patient with their routes and let you make a mistake. He's going to have to show that he has some growth now from when the last time he was there. And he talks about routing you to death. Tanner, that was the type of play you had. Yeah. What advice can you give this secondary on how to guard a player very similar to you? I mean, it's know your responsibilities. You got you to gotta know um, what your coverage allow you to do at this particular, you know, each particular play. I think what I've learned over the years of just watching guys, especially a guy like Fred, we talk so much throughout the week about the way he see he saw things pick your poison know, know when to pick your poison and, and how to pick your poison if I got a guy that I know I'm scared of or if I got a guy that I feel like you know he's he's a threat downfield I want to put hands on him right now I want to mm -hmm. I want to make sure I disrupt things at the line of scrimmage to slow him down to get to his spot so now that allow the quarterback to get off him if I got a guy like Cooper Cup Puka them guys are probably not as fast as a uh, Tyreek Hill or any other guy now you gotta understand that these guys gonna double move you. They gonna give you things. They gonna be. They gonna give you great stems. But you, as a defensive back, I gotta understand when I'm in man, when I have help, and when I'm in zone. If you play your responsibility, you shouldn't have no problems. But that's what our problem is. We have guys that's playing their responsibility, but worrying about something else or not understanding what's going on throughout the play. Mm -hmm. uh, so hopefully, with some of the things I saw last time they was out when they played against the Dolphins. I saw they match up a little differently than what they was doing when they had Del Rio, and I think that's a credit to Ron, how he made them have a chance to say, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of things uh, you know, away from them. I'm going to simplify it a little bit so they can play faster. So I'm, I'm looking forward to these guys playing much faster and having less responsibilities out there in coverage. And Tana, here you talk about that reminds me of our last command center episode where you, Logan Paulson, and Fred Smoot really broke down those yeah. receivers. You and Fred even got on the field a little <laughs> bit, showed a few moves. You guys can catch us on command center on our YouTube page every single Thursday. Definitely go check out that episode and really see these guys break that down. Now, before we move away from our defense, let's talk a little bit more about this offense. Y'all mentioned Kyron Williams. Yeah. Man, this boy can play. Yeah. They dealt with some injuries this season, but it still put up incredible numbers. We struggled to slow down running backs a little bit, B. Mitch. How do we slow down Kyron Williams? I mean, think about it. You got to win at the line of scrimmage. You got to be able to fit and get rid of. Yeah. 
You know, I, I've talked a little bit about, I see our guys doing the walk sometimes. You, if you, the, the longer you stay in contact with an offensive lineman, the better that running back's gonna run. If you dismiss that offensive lineman, that running back has to find another spot, another exit point. So they have to win the battle at the line of scrimmage point blank. And it's not about winning it right here. When I watch football, I want to see it from the side. And I look to see where the offensive line, where that, where that line of scrimmage goes. If it's going into the backfield, my defense is winning. Mm -hmm. if, if it's going into the defensive backfield, that offense is winning. Yeah. We have to win at the line of scrimmage or we're going to have problems. Because he is shifty, he's patient, and he get and go. Santana Marshall going to add anything to that for stopping Kyron Williams? No, I, I, think, I think the game is won and lost in the trenches. Yeah. I mean, we say that week in and week out. Uh, if you oppose your will and show them that you're not going to you're not going to let them be the, the enforcers, then you have a chance. I think the only way we're going to be able to do that against this this run game is do just that. Look, man, we in enemy territory. You know, these guys going to come out with a lot of confidence. And you know, when you play a team like us, with what we've been showing on film, we basically last in every court category on defense. When you have an offense that's almost in the top five or in the top ten in every category when it comes to scoring, you know. Uh, uh, yardage per, you know, percentage per yard and stuff like that of that nature. So they're going to come in very confident. So they're going to try to oppose their will. Yeah. Somebody got to hit somebody in the mouth early and yeah. often. No, seriously. Yeah. Somebody got to set the tone, <laughs> hit somebody in the mouth. Yeah. You hit somebody in the mouth, trust me, I've been there. I've been that guy yeah. that hit somebody in their mouth and they were like, oh, I'm going to cover him a little differently. <laughs> and, and, and that's how it has to go as a running back. You got a running back out there that you, that you, that you know that could be a threat. Man, I don't care if it's a penalty that play. Hit somebody yeah. and let it be known it's going to be a long day coming this way. You know what I mean? And that'll, and, and that'll, that'll make them think twice. So, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what it's about right now, like I said before. We talked about these last four weeks. It's a mindset thing, bro. We already see the wreck. We ain't, we ain't got nothing really much. They say we're still in the hunt. But if you want to say we are, okay, we are. But we got we got. We're in the hunt for a job next year. This is the, this is the, first, this is the first week of a four-game season, who, what you gonna yeah. leave on? What you gonna put on your resume yeah. for these last four weeks? For sure, for you sure. hear me? As a yeah. player, what you putting on your resume for whatever coach come in or whatever coach watching you saying that I need you on my team? Every once in a while, a man comes to a breaking point. Mm. You've been bullied all your life. Yeah. And every once in a while, you we've seen stories of it. We we experience stories. Yeah. We hear movies about it. Where that dude that's been being bullied punches somebody in the mouth. Yeah. In a literal sense. Yeah. When you do that, what happens to the bully most time? They don't know how to respond. They don't mess with Because they no never more. have to deal with it. Yeah. So come and do something you haven't done all year. Yeah. Where you gotta play from start to finish. I've been asking for it for like the last eight years. <laughs> I wanna see a full game, offense, defense, special teams. And if they give me that, they can play with anybody they wanna play with. But normally, offense plays good two or three quarters. Then they just spare one. Defense will come in and play great that one quarter, but they didn't play good other. Special teams, special teams this year has been a little up and down because we all know the snap is not always consistent. Yep. The great thing about football, if you're consistent, you're good. If you're mm -hmm. not consistent, you're going to be 
in positions like we are right now. Mediocre. Mm -hmm. And we want to see our commanders hit some folks in the mouth. Not literally, but figuratively. Literally. And right now. Sometimes literally, you got to do it too. I'm out figuratively. And, and as you can hear, we are amongst Commander's family. We are here at Hermosa Beach at Baja Sharkies at the Commander's Fan Rally. Commander's fans, y'all having fun? Yeah! We love you. And we love that. We appreciate y'all so much for traveling. Burgundy and gold love in this building, and we exactly. still have to touch on this offense. And we still want to hear from y'all. Leave y'all comments Facebook, YouTube, X, hashtag left hand up to get y'all answers. Y'all questions answered by these two legends, man. I feel bad even talking over the chance, but we got a show to do, so we're going to keep it moving. Yeah. Should we just let this ride, bitch? We try. keep talking, we good at this. <laughs> so, okay, now let's talk and about... And when you show how good you are with a tough time, go. Now, let's talk about this office a little bit. We talk about Sam Howell. We're coming off of a bye week. Now, Beavis, you've been a quarterback that's had a bye week. How important is this time for a young quarterback to prepare for the end of the season? Very. Because the thing about it is, Sam Howell has proven when he makes a mistake, he knows he made the mistake. So right now, all week what they should have been doing is just working on what he has to do better. Yeah. Eric, every time I hear Eric talk about Sam, I can see that Eric is very satisfied the way Sam reacts to stuff. And the thing of it is, when you get and make a mistake and you let it just, it, it drains you if you don't forget about it. Sam forgets about it and move on. He just got to learn that, that catching punts is very similar to yeah. being a quarterback. I'm just looking for the punt. I'm counting 1,001, 1,002. If that thing get to four, I better start thinking about waving my hand. <laughs> if I don't, I'm going to get hit. As a quarterback, you go 1,001, 1,002, 1,000, you better get, ready, get rid of the ball or you're going to get hit. He got to just speed up the process just a and little bit more. Just a, not, not even just counting it, I'm pretty sure be Michigan attest to this. As a punt returner, when you really get good, you got to feel for it. It's not yeah. that you don't have to count no more. I can be looking up and feel, I can see color without even looking. So as a quarterback, I'm sure you don't get a chance to look at every individual exactly, person rushing. Exactly. You feeling it, you seeing flashes of color. So you know, even if I see my own guy too close, maybe that, that guy that he's blocking is close. So I need to yeah. get rid of the ball. So it's a feel thing. And I think the more he's out there, the more he's in the heat of the battle, it will get better. But it's hard sometimes when you're dealing with some of the things that we've dealt with or he dealt with up front. You know what I mean? It's both. It's like hand in hand. You know, it's a seesaw mm -hmm. of a lack of production at times from either the offensive line or him. But I think together, you know, I spoke about it earlier this week. Together, those guys got to come together and just yeah. say, hey, man, I got you. You got me. You know what I mean? Block as long as you can. I'm going to get rid of the ball as early as I can. And when they have that kind of bond together and they understand that, look, Brother, you gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. We have to we have to be in this thing, we have to have each other back. And the more we see them have it at times, but then that there's at times where those teams are pinning their ears back because we're in a vulnerable state in the game that we're just trying to chunk the ball because we're so far behind. So that's what I'm saying. I am hoping that going forward, at least especially this week, this this particular game, we kind of get into one of those ball games where we can control our own destiny and not be coming from behind. You know yeah. what I mean? Playing a game where we consistently drive and getting points, going toe-to-toe -to -toe if we have to, but in the ball game for the most part throughout the game so we don't have to see him dropping back as much and we can dictate what we want to do. This is a great time to play their best and show something great. Yeah. You know why I say that? 
We're in Los Angeles. Yeah. Hollywood where the lights are. Lights on. Why not shine? Why not say this is a time? Yeah. Where the stars because if you up. go out there and you put a, 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 a great win in tomorrow, people's mindset changes just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, you got to show that you can handle the lights. You know, I used to always say, guys play great in practice. When they turn on them lights, boy, some things happen a little different. Yep. Well, the lights are the brightest in L.A., right? Amen. This is where the stars are built. Hollywood. I would say if any player can listen to this show, make your hey tomorrow. Yeah. The lights are on. Show that you're a star. And somebody that's definitely made their hay, because we're about to wrap up. My laptop's dying, so we're wrapping up pretty soon. But one player that has definitely made his hay for years now has been our wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. He was nominated as a Walter Payton Man of the Year yeah. representative for our team, Tana. That's your boy. Yeah. How special is Terry McLaurin? He's, he's very special. Oh, so articulate. Oh, my God. Yeah. I got a chance to speak to him on a Players Club this week. He's on the Players Club tonight, so check it out. You too. Um, Man, I mean, just hearing him talk, I can sit there all day and just let him talk. You know, ask him a question and just let him talk. But not only that, it's just you understand how mature he is, why he's at the level he's at because of how he plays the game. And all that, I think, together is the reason why we praise him the way we do. Because it's not only that he shows it off the field, he does it on the field. And, you know, the last few weeks, everybody's been harping at the coaching staff and wondering why he's not getting up the opportunity. And, you know, B. Michigan, I heard him speak out about it like, hey, I care less of what your scheme is. There's a guy, certain guys on each team that you say, screw the scheme. We're gonna we're gonna input him to have a play or two every time we step, you know, step on the field. Every every situation we on the field between those lines, we're gonna make sure that we at least have an attempt to mm -hmm. him. So I think Terry's a tremendous player, but also a tremendous human being. And to listen to him talk, to hear the mindset he has only in five years in this league, like. Talk like a guy that been here for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Like he was talking like that his first year. His first year, yeah. So yeah. I'm not surprised of his production on the field, and I'm, I'm damn sure not surprised at who the guy he is off the field and why he's deserving of that Walter Payton um, Man of the Year award. Terry is a guy who, he goes out, when he's not getting the ball, he's running fast. When he's getting the ball, he's running even faster. He does the things that it takes. He blocks, but then he gets off the field. Like I always say, if your first job is good, you have the right to do other jobs. Yep. Terry McLaurin has shown he's a great football player. And now he can focus a lot of his attention on doing the things for needy people around the community yeah. mm -hmm. in his off time. Yeah. Because he's shown on the football field he's a bad man. Yes. So I have I, 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 I love him because he came in expecting to be the guy that's gonna be covering kicks. Yeah. And he became a number one receiver. Yep. And then he took that and he became a person that not only came to D.C. and received from D.C., he gives back to D.C., mm -hmm. the DMV, the metropolitan yes, area. Yeah, yeah. And I love those guys that come into that area and make something better than it was when they got there. Yeah. And that's what the Walter, Walter Payton Award is all about. A lot of guys have come in and got a lot of money. They ain't do nothing on the field. Yeah. They ain't do nothing in the community. Terry's gotten his money, done stuff on the field and in the community. You can't do nothing but praise that guy. Can't do nothing but praise him. And I'm actually next to two Washington legends that's also take care of the community. Tanny actually has an event going on yeah, right, right now. Right man. now. Right now, man. But he's here spending time with y'all, man. So thank you so much, Tanny. And we're about to wrap up the show, but I think we should wrap it up with one more. One more question. Let's do it, man. Let's get it. Yeah. All right. This one this one's a good one to wrap up with. How do they pull off the dub in L.A.? 
Y'all done kind of talked about it a little bit. Now y'all got to give a synopsis. B. Mitch, I'm going to start with you. I, I'll say this. If they, they pull off the dub by going out there and simple things, things we talk about all the time. No turnovers. And stop making the mental mistakes. Those are two simple things. I know most of you go, oh, that's simple. But you know what? Those two things wins most football games. If you are smarter than the others and make less mistakes and don't turn the football over, you win the football game. Yep. The only way the only way we have a chance is like what he just said. You have to win that turnover battle. Not only win it in, as far as not getting turnovers offensively, defensively, be, you have to stop fighting or playing the hard way. You know what I mean? You have to work smarter, not harder. They have to find or force turnovers. Mm -hmm. The defense has to come away with a turnover or two. It needs to be a spark in this game somewhere, yeah. either special teams or defensively. Yeah. The offense has a chance to spark every time they're on the field. How did the Rams lose last week? Bingo. Special yeah. teams. Yeah. It needs to be a come spark on, somewhere. <laughs> to, whether it's a punt return, special team kick return, or, or, or a big turnover yes. in an um, you know, area of the field where we can't do nothing but capitalize off yeah. it. But I think that's the only chance you give yourself uh, to be in the game and win the game if you have a place, a few plays like that. Because you can't just go toe to toe with this team. They're gonna try to put up more points. They've done that yeah. amongst everybody. Yes. You know, the dumb Ravens had to beat them with a punt return to overtime. Because yeah. yeah. they was letting you know we're gonna go score for score. Yeah. So find another way to score. So with that being said, man, we we had to see them play exceptionally. You know, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Or oh, we got to get Santana a uniform. <laughs> We're close. They don't want, we close, they don't want this old man, man out here. <laughs> Boy, still got a 4-4 in him, I promise you. Oh, my God. Now, fellas, man, thank y'all so much for y'all time, man. This has been great. Command is family. It has been so much fun hanging out with y'all. Yeah. Being good with y'all. This is the Command Center. Brought to you by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Now, Northwest is celebrating game day and thanking Commanders fans with a $400, $400 cash bonus when you open up your first ever checking account. This is a limited time offer. So visit northwestnwscu.org slash Washington to find out how you can score on a cash bonus with your new checking account. And remember to stop searching and go Northwest. Now, Commanders family, we are wrapping up, but I feel like it's only right if y'all start a chat while we send it off. Is that cool? Can we get a check? One more check. Can we get one more going? All right, three, two, one. Hail to the Redskins! We will see y'all tomorrow out in LA, baby. So far, see y'all soon. Hey.